It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. Hey everybody, WFO Radio is back on the air. We're on YouTube, we're on social, all over the place because we've got three-time NHRA Funny Car Champ Matt Hagen, first-time Emily Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals winner, going to be joining us just seconds from now. But something that made it extra special was it was the first win for Tony Stewart Racing in the NHRA. Big deal for Hagen. He was super excited. We're going to talk to him just seconds from now. But I want to shout out to the people who make it possible for me to go WFO. You just heard from VP Racing Fuels. We are welcoming them uh, this month for uh, WFO sponsorship and appreciate what they got going on, whether it be racing fuel for your race car or hobby car, small engine fuels, car care products, fuel additives, lubricants. They got it all. And we're going to tell you a little bit more each week about VP Racing Fuel. Thanks to VP for joining WFO Radio. And Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. New episode of Hidden Horsepower getting ready to drop. Pro Stock Engine Builder Nick Ferry from the PRI show. You're going to love that, but it's all an exercise that you understand that ring seal, it's important. From stock eliminator to Formula One, they've got relationships and partnerships they're working on. Why not you? You can go to TotalSeal.com to find out more information, get the podcast, and they always say it on the show. If you don't listen, give them a call first. I'm thinking about building a 4,000 horsepower uh, streetcar. Can you help me? Yes, they can. Check them out, TotalSeal.com. And FTIPerformance.com. Big money bracket racers, pro mod racers, top sportsmen, top dragster, high horsepower, monster truck, mega truck, anything that needs reliable, get the power to the ground with an automatic transmission. FTIPerformance.com has got it going on. Welcome to FTI. And uh, the Gator Nationals, a couple of race winners, were running FTIPerformance.com. Com. Of course, samtech.edu, the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, and Marvin Rodak will tell you about those guys a little bit later. But now let's go out to our funny car winner from the Emily Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals in his office, Mr. Matt Hagen. What's up, Matt? What's up, Joe? How are you, buddy? Hey, uh, that list of sponsors is getting longer and longer. That's great, man. I like that. And you know what? Thank you for recognizing that. And it's because of, of you and the drivers who have, like, taken a shot on me over the last decade or so and shared your stories and come on, like, willingly to, to tell the behind the scenes, right? We've been able right. to, to survive and now we're beginning to thrive and people recognize it. Thank you for thank you for saying that because it means yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm glad to see it. It's growth is always great, man. And you do a great job and your show's great. And I always enjoy listening and tuning in. And, you know, uh, I only get to get on the show when I, I win, you know, but uh, I do still listen when I get beat and listen to everybody else talk, you know. So uh, thank you. It, it's, it's cool. I, you know, so you saw you saw the interview then that you photobombed with Tony in the winner's circle. What a genuine yeah. moment, right? What a genuine yeah. moment. There's that a little champagne involved with that a little bit, you know? <laughs> I love it. I think that's what we need. We need real, yeah. right? That was real. That was you photobombed the boss. No, it was cool. You know, I mean, uh, the whole whole weekend was special. You know, uh, Dickie Venable's birthday, um, you know, with the first win with uh, TSR, my first Gator National win, um, you know, I had a, a friend of, of mine that had passed. And, uh, you know, it's crazy how, how God works with things, you know, and, and I got down on my knees and I was like, you know, I'll give all the glory to God if, if we could we could win this race, you know, in Phoenix. And uh, we got to the finals and I didn't win. And you kind of shake your your fist at him, you know, and, and, and it's kind of one of those things where 
you know, his wife was able to be at the race and, uh, you know, at the Gators when we won. And it's just like, you think you have plans and, and God has plans for you, you know, and it's just kind of, I was able to honor him there, you know, uh, and, and it just, it was just such a special weekend, you know, and his wife being there and then the TSR first win and, uh, you know, just, just, just all around, you know, just a great, great weekend. And, uh, it's something that you kind of like, you go, wow, did it really all the stars and the sun and the moon and all this mess line up? And it was just, just crazy. I mean, you know, it's like my 14th year at the Gators and my first time winning it and uh, my 40th career win. And, uh, you know, so it just shows you how sometimes these tracks are just so, so hard to kind of like, you know, snag a win at sometimes. Yeah. And, and you, it's amazing to think of all the different things, right? Your 40th win, first win for Tony, your first win at the Gators, where you've had some wild rides, including that side-by-side explosion win against Robert that I'll always remember because you jumped out and you're like, who won? Who won the race? Yeah, I was like, it was a mess down here, man. And, you know, I've seen Robert kind of like come in behind me and cut around me and then, you know, get back over in his lane. And, and I, you know, I mean, Robert's a great driver. And anytime that he's over in your lane, you know, he's got his hands full, you know, and it's just, and then just body and parts and fire and everything else was going everywhere. And I was like, well, we've already trashed everything down here. So now all that matters is who won, you know? And, and I was like, well, did we win or not? You know, cause we were both blowing up in the lights and man, when you blow one up in the lights like that, it's, it's just, it's intense, you know, cause you're moving so fast and you're covering so much ground. And then you're just praying that the parachutes come open, you know, and it's just kind of, it's one of those things where, where you get it kind of slowed down. You're going like, man, that was a ride, you know, but it was kind of wild to blow them up side by side like that with Robert. Yeah. And well, when you said first Gator Nationals win, like I thought about those struggles and how important this race is generally, like it's the first East Coast race. It's always a packed house. It's on a record setting track and it stands above many of the other races and to see how excited you got. But honestly, though, the first thing that I thought of was uh, Dickie and his recent passing of his dad. Right. And he, you know, like. I, I knew I obviously I know Dickie uh, you know, pretty well, and I knew that that tore him up. And that's something I think we all are worried about and fear, like if our dads are still with us and the ones that don't have that, like are dealing with that uh, that pain. And for him to be able to score one, man, it, it was uh, that was big. It's huge. You know, I mean, we me and Dickie talked this season, you know, and, and, you know, we we always, you know, he's so, so important to what we do, you know, and, and Dickie, his family and how he's grown up and, you know, it, this year is to honor his dad, the whole year. It's not just one race, you know I mean? This, I really, you know, taking it to heart to, to do my best to, to put us in the win column to, you know, win a championship for his dad, you know, and uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, you can say it and it's easy to say, but and really hard to do, but this year is about him and his dad and, and honoring him and uh, what he's able to do, have, has done in the, you know, uh, the racing industry and, and what Dickie, you know, the, the guy that he's brought up and taught to be this, you know, legend of a crew chief, man. I mean, it just, I am so blessed to have Dickie Venables as my crew chief. I, and, you know, and, and people say stuff, but like, I would not trade Dickie for anyone out here. I mean, anyone, you look at our numbers from, you know, last 10 years and we've won more races than anybody combined in the last 10 years. And that's, that's incredible. I mean, like when you do that, when you put the numbers up there, I mean, uh, you know, I guess I was I was honored and blessed to be uh, driver of the decade um, when, you know, they, and it was just based off of pure stats, you know, and and, uh, you know, it's a new decade now. So we're creating new numbers, but it just, you know, our combination together is it, because of Dickie, man. I mean, like he 
crew chiefs win races and crew chiefs win championship drivers just don't mess it up you know what i mean like it's just right. you get a chance every now and then to win on a whole shot or a pedal job or something like that but at the end of the day it comes down to crew chiefs man and, and i'm just so blessed to have him and i'm so proud of the man that he is and the man that his dad has raised him to be to, to be such a great crew chief you know well, and, and it's funny you, you mentioned that because, like, you, you ticked off a couple of things that drivers don't normally, right? Like stats and paying attention to stats. You, you'll, I, I will ask a driver very often, like, you know, did you know that you were this? And they'll say, oh, you know, I don't pay attention to the stats. And after I'm retired, I'll, I'll look back at that. But you just, like, drop some stats on everybody, right? Like, big numbers. And I wonder, though, I wonder, is there a reason for that? Because I don't think most people know that you've had more wins over the last 10 years than uh, other teams. Well, there is a reason for that. We are always out here proving yourself. You're always out here trying to be the best that you can be. And the numbers don't lie, man. I mean, if it's a popularity contest, you know, force wins it all day long. But, you know, at the end of the day, there has to be a new and up and coming. And, uh, you know, I feel like what we have and what we're doing, uh, you know, with the team that we have and the people we have around us, um, we have an opportunity to, to to reset those those numbers. You know, I mean, they'll never be the the, the days of the force heyday when he, you know, win 10 championships in a row and all that kind of stuff. Those those days were, you know, back when the rules were way different and the competition was way different. I mean, it's so competitive right now. It's just it's crazy because these these cars are trying to slow them down so much. And and uh, there's nobody that's just out here just running away with stuff. I mean, it just it, every race you have an opportunity to have a new winner in funny car every weekend and uh, that just shows how strong the competition is out here so when you can be on top with that and run out front um it just it just says a lot about your team and the people you have around you and i've always said that my success has been because of the people i've put around me and the same with business and life and everything else you do i mean uh you know my dad I, I, god love him i mean he's he's an incredible businessman but he's he has incredible people around him. You know, he owns 42 companies and over 900 employees and super successful, but he always tells me, you got to take care of your people and you got to put good people around you and they'll take care of you, you know? And, and it's just the same with racing, man. I've been so blessed to have a team that Dickie ben Venables have assembled and, and, you know, put a race car underneath me and I've just been able to drive the wheels off of it, man. And it just, it, it all comes down to people, you know? So, it's uh it's i just can't you know i'm so happy when we were able to bring everybody over to tsr you know and, and they got a pay bump and everybody's excited to be there and tony's excited to be there and it just you know to keep my team together and to know that we're going to do this from for a multiple year contract and you know dodge come on board for that and you know just just a lot of good stuff happening man here at the nhra yeah, well, exactly. And I think that what you just described extends beyond your team. There's an excitement around NHRA drag racing and for Tony to, to want to be involved and to make this investment. Uh, I think it's great. He seems to be loving it, by the way. He seems to be he's having success uh, across all his platforms, but he seems to be loving it. Let's talk a little bit about the, the semifinal and the final round. No disrespect to Dave Richards and Terry Haddock. You got down the racetrack ahead of both of them, but kind of uh, they didn't turn out to be the matchups that we expected. Terry didn't get to even stage. But then Chad Green, right? Here's a guy. You talk about fresh blood. Here's a guy, businessman, successful, loves it, and he's investing, and he's going faster and quicker and getting better. That was not an easy one. He gave you a run to get to the final. Well, you know, it was kind of crazy. You know, all the heavy hitters kind of went out early, and uh, 
you know, a lot of that has to do with the weather conditions and being able to pull the race car back. Like we had the shortest rods we could get in there and the highest, you know, thickest gasket we could put on it. And we still smoked the tires first round. And I was just able to do a pedal job to get us down through there. But at the end of the day, I mean, we, we had a real opportunity to go home first round as well. I mean, just like a lot of the heavy hitters did. And, and it just is one of those things where it was just a wild race because we had never seen those conditions and we weren't compared prepared to have that you know type of power to pull it back you know these cars are sometimes easier to push forward and run harder and these fast cars are harder to kind of like reel them back in and uh you know we were doing everything we could other than unplugging a magneto to try to slow this thing down to where uh you know we get down the racetrack and dicky venables did a great job as as far as you know uh getting the car dialed in you know after a couple rounds and really getting you know kind of i think i felt like the semis and the finals we really had our race car back you know to where we needed to be but um you know it just it's crazy how much power these things make in those conditions and that's why i think you saw a lot of these kind of upsets you know um you know during that weekend because a lot of these guys were uh that were usually normally heavy hitters that you you kind of like you, you expect them to win kind of thing um they, they, they couldn't get it reeled in you know Absolutely. Now, you know, that number 11,000 horsepower, like, they got to be making 12 in that kind of weather conditions. And everybody said that the chart, right, like there's an actual chart to help with guiding the tune. And these conditions were genuinely off the chart, off the chart, yeah. off the chart. Off. like that's where that comes from. Yeah. Uh, pretty amazing. Final round, Blake Alexander, uh, Jim Head. Wow. Like the emotions. You've got a friend that passed away. They've got the whole Dylan Cromwell nightmare. Just so much energy, right? Like either way it went, it was going to be like an outburst of positive energy. What's it like getting ready for a final like that where you can't let any of that into your mind? Well, you do let that in your mind. You know, I mean, you're always thinking about everything. And the worst thing you can do up there is think, right? Like I... I, uh, I guess I do a good job leaving because you don't think up there. But when you get to thinking about stuff, that's when you, you, you start to mess up. And I couldn't see the tree, to be honest with you. It was uh, it was such a the, the way that the, the sun was setting and on the tree. I was, uh, you know, I thank God that the bulbs were blue to stage the car so I could see that part. And then I just kind of like I couldn't see if he was in or not. So I was like, well, I'll just pull down on my light and and just just look for it to come on you know but you're thinking like if you're thinking about the lighter you can't see it then you're probably going to be late but i felt like i caught it pretty good and uh you know and then you're just racing the race car but up on top end with blake it was very very emotional uh he was crying you know i was teared up and and i, I wanted to win for them guys as much as as i wanted to win for me just because i knew how emotional it was and how hard they had worked to get to the finals and that team had been to the finals in a long time and and uh so i i understand as a competitor uh, the, you know, the, the, the level of the emotion and the level of adrenaline and the level of, of all that that's, that's into play and, and how bad he wanted it for his team and, and how bad that, you know, it, it, it was there and, you know, those moments, but, you know, it was just our day and we had a great race car and, you know, it was just, it was one of those things where it's meant to be for us as well, you know, and, and I was able to, to honor Larry Hudson, you know, and, and, you know, come back there and his wife be there at the track and, you know, and, and just tell me, it, tell me about Larry. Cause tell me about Larry. Who's Larry yeah. to you? What's the connection we hear, you know, there's someone important. Let's find out about them. Yeah. Yeah. Larry is uh, my uh, PR gal. She like, does all my social media and stuff. It was her dad. Uh, he died of, uh, you know, of cancer, uh, prostate cancer. It went to his bones and within uh, six or eight months, it, uh, it kind of, it was so progressive and so fast and, 
and uh, you know, just just basically, you know, just just overwhelming, you know, real quick. You know, had hip surgery and and then you know radiation, chemotherapy, and just just a downward spiral really fast. And uh, his daughter that uh, does uh, my social media, she uh, she's 28 years old, just turned 29. It was her birthday that weekend as well. And uh, you know, so just between Dickie's birthday, her birthday, her mom being there. Um, us winning the race it was just you know in my 40th win and it was just uh it was seemed like it was just meant to be but uh you know and like I said I and you know he, he passed away there that Phoenix weekend and you know you just you kind of one of those things where you're like you're going to the final and you're like I'm gonna get to do this but it didn't happen there but it was it was it was nice that they were all there and we were able to uh really kind of just have that moment together and, and really kind of honor and celebrate his life you know together and, and be able to give his mom the winter circle hat and and all that kind of stuff and you know just it was just a good good weekend man it just it's something that was meant to be yeah it was it was a good weekend especially after all the fans had put through to just stick around the cold the rain the mud um to be able to get out of there you feeling the way you just described right like uh that's that's what this sport is all about but uh, let's look forward now four wide vegas here we go four wide you've had an adventure at the four wides you've won charlotte you've had a lot of different stuff so what where's your mind go when you think about getting ready for four wide i don't know man i don't even know what about four wide it's just it's such a mess up there you know what i mean we've done it for a while now and so it's just but it's still everything we do in drag racing is about repetition right it's about doing the burnout the same and keeping the clutch you know like backing up the same and how long you're out on the clutch and just staging the car and how long you've been out on the pedal and everything is about consistency repetition and 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 doing the same everything every time and and four wide throws that all out the window man and, and you know it's just you're looking at different numbers and where's my stage bulb at and this and that and uh you know it's just it makes you really focus as a driver i mean i've done everything from you know, stage the car and not stage the car to red light there to win the race to, you know, just and my guy screaming over the radio, go, you know what I mean? Just, it, it's just a chaotic, crazy event. So you throw your, your, you know, your helmet in the hat there or whatever, and just hope for the best. But, uh, but I feel good about it, man. I really do. We're coming off of uh, a semifinal, a final and a, and a win, you know? So, uh, you know, we got a great race car. Dickie does really well as far as tuning at Vegas. Uh, you know, two years ago, we won the world championship there, um, you know, runner up last year. And I just, I feel good, man. I'm in such a good headspace this year. I've just never have been in a, in a space to where I'm so confident, so collective, and there's no trauma in my life. And they're just, I'm just in a place where I'm showing up and I'm ready to snatch souls up, man. I'm just, I'm ready to go win. You know what I mean? It's just like, we're, we're here to do this. We have a great team owner. We have a great team. We have, my guys are happy to be coming to work. I mean, it just, it, you know, people don't know this, but I, I mean, last year I, I gave up my, my bonus to my guys to keep them on board, you know I mean? Like just to, to have them there, you know? And, and I just, you know, I had guys wanting to quit left and right. And, and, you know, it's not something that you talk about, but it's a reality, you know, and it's something I can talk about now, but it was, you know, I had several guys that, that were going to quit me. And I, you know, those guys have earned my trust and they earned, you know, my trust of my life. And, you know, I trust them with that, with that, with that. And that's a big thing. And I needed them there. You know I mean? We, we run it up to caps, but we, there was always this opportunity for some of these guys to not be there. And I just, you know, money, money motivates everyone. Right. And, and so I, I told them, I set them down and I said, you know, guys, just stay with me till the end of the year, man. Like, you know, and just, and whatever, whether we win the championship, we lose it, whatever it is, whatever my bonus is, I'm, I gave it to my team, you know what I mean? And that's just to keep them there, you know what I mean? So, you know, now moving forward with TSR, 
it's they're in a great place they're getting paid well and they're just they're happy to be there man so that mentality that morale is is great man like i mean and that changes a lot of things when you walk in there and you got guys that got smiles on their face because they're getting paid what they deserve to be there and they're having a good time and they want to show up and work and they want to they want to make sure that you're you're taken care of you know what i mean so it's yeah. just you know the the atmosphere is different so i mean it, it says a lot you know so it's everybody's ready to go racing that's awesome. That's awesome. Marvin Rodak from Rodak's Coffee out there saying congratulations. What's up, Marvin? How you doing out there? Uh, yeah, my, my our buddy, right? Like you've yeah. known Marvin for a long time. And Bobby Graham, one of our listeners way back in the day. Uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the TSR uh, bump, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, it, good for the sport because why? A new guy comes in and buys a team, and now he's out there, Tony Stewart, fresh eyes, fresh energy, has kind of run through and enjoyed every motorsport, comes to drag racing, falls in love with it. Uh, what's your perspective? He says that you're, like, on it as a driver, push, pushing, going faster. That his assessment of you. What's your assessment of him? You know, Tony is a great guy. You know, I never knew what to think about Tony. Uh, you know, you, you, I've never met Tony. I never really followed circle track. I mean, uh is one of those things where, you know, you, you hear about those guys and, you know, I'm so focused on straight lining and nothing against them. I just didn't ever have time to really follow it too much. And, uh, you know, I know Tony was a legend in his own right with three championships. And, uh, you know, I, I just didn't know how to take him or what to expect. But, you know, this is a guy that, you know, uh, could be doing anything he wants to do. And he's over here and like in my pit with, you know, doing a, a power ranking of towel whipping with my crew guys. You know, it's like, I was like, he comes out and he's, arms are black and blue and I'm going like what's going on man he's like we got to build some camaraderie man he's like we guys got to know that I I can towel whip them better than than they can towel whip me and he's like we got a power ranking now and I was like you're crazy man you know just but he he has that that same mentality of team and unity and, and you know and, and working together and building that camaraderie and as a competitor that's amazing to me like he was crawling underneath my car even before he owned our team and was like hey dude get up on the wheel. Let's go do driver stuff. He's like, let's, let's get this round done. Let's make this happen. And that's motivation. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the kind of stuff that you, when you put your mouthpiece in, you're like, let's, let's go to battle, man. Let's go do this. You know what I mean? And, and as you know, as a team owner, I think he's going to be great, but genuinely just a good dude, man. Like a really wholesome, just very methodical, not going to just do something to do it. Not just going to throw my money away, but like, let's plan this out. Let's make this happen. Let's do it the right way. Uh, but a businessman, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, I don't want to lose any money doing this. You know, I don't really care if I make any money. He's like, but let's go have fun racing. You know what I mean? Like, let's make sure that we can, we can put the sponsors around you. We can do this right. And, and I want, he was like, I want you to show up and just think about driving a race car, nothing else, not about sponsors, not about this or that just come drive and do the best job and be the best driver you can be for me. And that's, that's amazing, man. Like I've never had that in my career ever. And uh, you know, it's like, I'm always worried about bringing money to the table. I've always had to go out here and find new things and, you know, new Holland and my dad's company and our family's money and different things like that to, to be in the seat, you know, and, and it's just, it's nice to know that you got a, a group of people that are working hard behind the scenes to bring money to the table to where you just got to show up and drive and be the best driver you can be and not, not really so much focus on all the B2B stuff behind the scenes as a driver as well, which well, I think a lot of people don't realize how much stuff goes on behind the scenes to drive one of these things to keep the money flowing and keep the sponsorships going and, and finding money to be out here because 
it's so much work. It's another job on itself that these guys do. And I commend everyone in an HRA that is out there doing it and putting stuff together and making those relationships. I mean, because it's, it's, it's hard to do a lot of days and there's a lot of times that you get turned down and a lot of no's and a lot of stuff that, that, you know, just, there's so many excuses nowadays with COVID and everything else for these companies not to spend money. Uh, so when you put a, a relationship together and, uh, you know, a deal together that they can come out and put it on a race car, it's a big thing, you know, and that's why it's such a big thing for TSR and for Tony Stewart to come over here into NHRA. And I hope, I really truly hope that NHRA doesn't miss the boat with this. They don't, they, they, they need to promote Tony being here and, and, and how big it is for our sport because it's huge, man. And this is an opportunity that we could really showcase for a lot of a lot of different ways and a lot of different opportunities that they need to go out here. This is like the next John Force stepping into NHRA, man. I mean, it, it really is, you know, and, and we we as a group of, of, you know, just as a whole, we need to promote that. Not just because he's my my boss, you know what I mean? It's because it's so good for our sport. And it says a lot for our sport that someone of that caliber wants to come over here and be a part. Not just because, it, you know, he could just be, you know, with, with his wife there and running a dragster, but he also scooped up a funny car and is running over here. So he wants to be here. He's spending his money to be here. And we, we need to really figure out a way to, to make it bigger than life. Well, exactly. For all of us, right? And if you make a little money while you're doing it, that's a very good thing because that's how you grow. Before we move on, who was the number one ranked towel whipper and where did Tony fall in the ranking? I think Tony's right up there, man. Like, I mean, he had a lot of black and blue marks on his arm, like some some serious blisters, man. But uh, I stayed out of it, man. So I'm, I'm going to say Mark. I can't, I can't, uh, can't. I guess uh, power rank anybody because I was like going the other way, man. I was like, this is getting nasty fast, and uh, I'm not a very good good with towel whipping, so uh, you know, uh, I kind of I kind of just sat back and watched a little bit. So you'll have to ask Tony next time you see him. All right, who's the who's got the power ranking on that? Who's got the power ranking? All right, I got a million questions for you, but I have a feeling you're going to win more races this year, and we'll save some of the business uh, related stuff for then. Uh, good luck, obviously, in Vegas. You got a ton of fans out there, everybody. Uh, weighing in Lauren saying congratulations on your funny car win, Matt, everybody out there just saying what's up and shouting out, which is great. You know, the WFO universe, big fans really appreciate it. I'll see you in Vegas. Any final thoughts you want to leave, uh, leave everybody off with before we part yeah, ways? I, I always just want to thank our fans. You know what I mean? Like it really, truly comes down to our fans and, and start early in my career. I didn't realize that as much, but it's, it's every bit about our fans. Like we cannot do this without our fans showing up and showing out and supporting what we do. And it even comes down to just one person. I mean, for us, it's like, you know, when we get one person to buy a Hellcat, that's massive, you know? So it's just, but it even comes down to the oil and the, the parts and the pieces and the wrenches and the stuff that we do. And it, it, to show that value back to our sponsors, uh, we, we can't do it without them. So the folks that listen, the folks that tune in, the folks that love drag racing, the folks that support what we do out here, I just want to say thank you. And uh, you allow us to do, you know, and live our dream and to be blessed and to uh, really kind of go out there and, and get it done for everybody. So the, um, just a big, huge thank you to our NHRA fans and support what we do. Absolutely. Totally agree. 100%. He said it better than I can. Matt, great job. I'll see you in a few days. Good luck this weekend. And thanks for sharing your victory of the Gator Nationals. Huge one on WFO. Hey, Joe, appreciate it, man. And let's put this power broker car back in the winner's circle so I can talk to you again. There you go. I like it. I like it. All right, Matt, back to work. See you in a few days. All right. Appreciate you. There he goes. Matt Hagan with us here on WFO Radio. Jay says he's rooting for Matt. Listen, Hagan, the thing is, uh, first of all, the idea that he recognizes he's keeping track of who's sponsoring WFO, like that means so much to me uh, as someone who is struggling to make it in the world, 
right? Struggling to make it. You've got choices. You could go to MRN and PRN. You can watch CBS and ABC and all that. And then there's WFO radio, a total little guy operation. And Matt has been willing to help us come on the show, have long, detailed, in-depth conversations when we were audio-only podcast before podcasts were even really a thing for a long time. And I appreciate him. And the fact that he's actually watching and keeping track of the competition, even when he's not on the show, is uh, is amazing. So thank you, Matt. I appreciate you. And thanks to the folks at uh, Tony Stewart, Nitro, for setting it up. Appreciate that. And he's on. That's the thing about the WFO winter view, right? You earn it. You earn it. And it's part of winning. And so subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, click the bell, enable those notifications, all of that. Got some other stuff to tell you guys about and want to definitely get your thoughts and comments about Matt this weekend for wide. So put your comments in the comment section. Let's keep the conversation going for a few more minutes. But in the meantime, I do want to tell you about a couple of other sponsors who make it possible. As you can see, it's a work in progress, right? I like to break the fourth wall as often as is possible, which that's like a mass media term for, for this, right? Like you're part of this. I'm not separated from you by anything. And so I want to let everybody behind the scenes. Yeah. FTI performance and VP racing fuels and total seal, uh, really jumping in on WFO radio. And we've got our legacy sponsors like Frank Hawley, who was I, him and Marvin were our first two sponsors right at the same time over, I think it's been 10 years that Marvin Rodak and Frank Hawley it was really Lana who understood that this was a growing project and that we were going to care about the sport so much that we were going to invest as much time as, as was taken as much time as it would take to grow this WFO into something that might, you know, who knows what we're looking at right now might not even be the final version. It might be something bigger and better down the road where we expand and they wanted to get in and get on board and help. And honestly, early on, who knew how many listeners were going to Frank Hawley's drag racing school to drive dragsters and spend the day with Frank and license in Frank's cars. But now, you know, our audience is so much bigger and we really appreciate these guys. $399. You can drive a dragster. Not everybody wants to do it, but I don't know why go to frankhawley.com and Marvin Rodek. I grabbed the coffees that I'm enjoying this week. This one, DR Congo organic is incredible. Now maybe that's Dr. Congo. I don't know. The Dr. Congo, like Dr. Detroit, but I think it's DR Congo. And it doesn't even matter to me because this is great stuff. Every day I get full bean, I grind it, and I enjoy it. But I, I fortunately, because I got a coffee sponsor, and you can do the same thing, this one. I don't even know what to say other than Ethiopia, Digima, Jima. Could be either. Full bean, ground each day by me. You can order it full bean or you can uh, have them grind it, which I recommend full bean because that's part of the experience, grinding your own coffee. Call Marvin, 817-924-6821. And then there's Sam Tech. We'll be heading down to Houston for maybe the final time. And I was thinking about it yesterday. I made a little bit of a mistake. I'll tell you about that in a minute because there is no fourth wall. I'll let you know, right? Made a little bit of a mistake. But uh, I'll tell you that after I tell you about Brian Massengill, Judson Massengill, Linda Massengill, and all those cars with Sam Tech on the side. They are not sponsored cars. They are the curriculum. The students are working on them. They're building the engines. They're doing the machine work at very least. CNC programming, EFI tuning. That's what Sam Tech is all about. So let's say you're 30 years old and you're thinking, what should my career be for the rest of my life? 
Maybe you're a veteran. Well, they're approved to train veterans under the GI Bill. You can go to Sam Tech and you can start a new career. And judging by the people I speak with on Hidden Horsepower, who are all pretty much machinists and engine builders, they love their job. Every day is different. You'll always have work. Those are really strong factors in today's world. So go to samtech.edu and get Brian Massengill on the horn. That's my new thing because we found out at PRI. He's like, I got people telling me that they heard about Sam Tech on things that we don't advertise on. And there's no real way to know. So I want you to call them and tell them it's you. And then, of course, there's our Patreon listener club, VIP Patreons. These people are amazing behind the scenes. They join. They get a membership. They get a little swag when they join. You can join for a year. You can join for a month. That's up to you. You get the Monday Motivation Show, which sets the table for the week. You get to participate with the Ignition podcast behind the scenes. You get to be part of the WFO advisory board. When I've got big questions, I always ask the Patreons. Patreon.com slash WFO radio, or just go to the website where everything exists on the website. So yesterday talking with Alan and what you may or may not know is that every day after the show, I go into a little bit of, oh my gosh, what did I say? Oh my gosh, what did I say? What's, did I say anything wrong? Did I say anything right? You know, I didn't second guess like flying Ryan Ayler might've second guessed this shot, but sometimes I second guess stuff. And the rumor mill stuff about, Houston Raceway Park may be coming back for 2023. And the fact that it might come back, I, I got to thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe I said that's a rumor. Maybe, maybe it's not going to come back and people are not going to go to this race thinking that it, there might be another one. And they'll say, oh, I'll go to the real last one and then miss the actual last one. And I felt a little guilty. Shouldn't have done that. And something else I didn't tell you about was that the big return of Terry McMillan, which is going to happen in Virginia. You know, Terry has been a big supporter of WFO radio and a sponsor of WFO radio uh, over the years. And he and Jim and, and that whole team, those guys are friends. And it's really weird when someone doesn't come to the racetrack, you know, the old out of sight, out of mind thing that happens so much that there's a cliche for it, out of sight, out of mind. But Terry McMillan is coming back. And he and Dan Mercier and Emily is on board and is as an associate. And hopefully that will grow. And I'm excited about it. And uh, that was in the news. And we just didn't, we didn't get to that. Sometimes that happens. But I want to make a big stink about it right now. And we will continue and hopefully have Terry on the show. Um, the longer you go in any career, the longer the list of people who have helped you and done things over the years that might maybe be forgotten. I try really hard to not forget when people help me out. And, uh, and Terry was, a was a supporter and, you know, they had done kind of a parts thing for a while. Um, they stopped doing it, but they advertise on WFO and we try to let the world know as best as we could. Um, persistence beats resistance. That's what Terry said. We had a, a, a hangout in Indy in a video game area. And Terry was there. I don't know if he was there for a signing or if he was hanging out with Cam and they were playing games, whatever. But we had a great conversation. And Terry McMillan needs to be back out there. And Rob Wendlin and those guys, they need to be out there. We need more. Certainly one more top fuel car. All right, let's see what everybody's got to say as we get ready for Four Wide Vegas. Let's get some conversation going. Your thoughts. How did Marvin Rodak find WFO in the early days? That's a great question. The answer is bacon. Bacon is the question. We talked about bacon. Me and Reinhardt, 
uh, and it's kind of died down now, but it was a big thing on my uh, WFO show on XM. Um, I don't want to say I'm the guy who started the worldwide bacon movement because I didn't, but talking about bacon, that's the thing, man. Me and Reinhardt have been talking about bacon for a long time. Bacon and what's better with bacon and how to make bacon better and which is the best bacon and, and just hundreds of different things. And we we're talking about bacon. And then Rodak reaches out and he's like, hey, man, I know a bunch of recipes for bacon. You want some? And so we started to communicate. And I looked at RodaksCoffeeAndGrills.com and I said to him, it's like, hey, you're a listener already. You understand what our audience is, what our show is, what we're trying to do, the concept. You get it. You want to jump on as a sponsor? And he said, um, because I, I try not to be a salesperson, right? Because I, just like everybody else in the world, don't really like to be sold on anything. I like to make decisions for myself. That's just kind of my DNA. And so I floated the idea. And he has been with us ever since. Marvin Rodak, selling coffee to our WFO universe. And uh, the bacon stuff and the techniques for grilling. I've used uh, that up a lot, a lot. Let's see. Uh, Jim, WFO and Comp Plus are my exclusive sources for Indi. I Well, I think it's great that Comp Plus and WFO, which, by the way, Bobby, speaking of people who helped out WFO uh, at the very beginning and uh, still, and I'd like to think that we uh, direct people that way also. Um, absolutely. But, you know, the word exclusive, right? Should there ever be an exclusive source for info? I don't know. Think about the poor Russian people out there and their exclusive source for info. Anything else? Twitter feed. Yeah, exactly. Well, Twitter feed. People who are not on Twitter and following WFO Radio and WFO Joe and NHRA and everything else. Um, you don't have to tweet, but you got to be on Twitter because the day a nuclear weapon goes off, it's going to be on Twitter first. The day the aliens come and start taking people away, like in uh, War of the Worlds, it's going to be on Twitter first. It will not get through the regular information chain fast enough for my liking. Like you, you want to know in news instantly, like real, you can find it on Twitter. And that's what makes Twitter. It's that's why it's never going anywhere. It might not become the biggest thing in the world, but there's enough people to keep it around forever. And we are dedicated to putting the show out on Twitter as best as we can. You can follow me WFO Joe. Jim says you bring great integrity to our sport and passion. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate those kind words. Um, I, I try my best. I've been an NHRA drag racing fan since seven years old. Uh, when I first attended my first national event, I know that this sport is as great as any other sport or motorsport that there is. I don't want to say it's better because the people who love those other things love them for their reason. I've been watching drive to survive. Now I'm in on it. Okay. Now I'm in, I'm watching, I'm binge watching. I'm going through the episodes. I'm watching. Drive to Survive. And I watch those guys. And I think of how popular Formula One is and how big Formula One is and how much money is invested in Formula One and how many people are on those teams and the cutting edge razor of technology and competition and the pressure. And I think about our guys and our people. And I think, you know, our stuff is just as good and in many ways, better, better. What is the thing is it takes money to make money. It takes money to make money. And this sport that really started as a grassroots thing. and uh, had a sponsor that was a bottomless pit of money for a period of time, and that that went that went away. Is is fighting fighting for attention in the world right now, and I'm going to help it fight because I like it, and I like the values 
and I like the people and I like what happens behind the scenes, things that sometimes only I get to see and I do my best to show the rest of the world. These are good people working hard, creating businesses, giving back to our world. And, uh, you know, nobody's right about everything, but this is where I choose to work. You know, I worked on NASCAR radio. I, I've been, I've done things with IndyCar. I've done things with uh, sports cars. I love it all. I have a great passion for motorsports because I really believe that what you learn in motorsport exceeds what you learn in other places. And that's, by the way, what Drive to Survive really shows you behind the scenes, like how much goes into this. This is not all those football fans. And, and I love football as well. But, you know, they just show up at a game and this one wins or that one wins and they're cheering for their team. There's so much more in auto racing. It's just so much more. Jay, WFO podcast, best on the planet. Thank you, Jay. Hopefully people will see this. Democratic Republic of Congo. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Marvin. DR. Dr. Congo, baby. Yeah, I kind of look stupid right now. I'm happy about having uh, Terry back. That's huge. Absolutely, it is. It was great news to see Terry McMillan going to be back at least part-time. Hopefully, more than part-time. And, uh, you know, Terry, I, I think that he... It's his own fault, man. It's his own fault. He thought he was going to walk away. You're not going to walk away, Terry. You're not walking away. Nobody's walking away. There's no walking away from this, especially after you introduce Cameron and falls in love with the sport, and then Dad's going to walk away. That's not going to happen. Don't skip a race. You'll never know if something like English Town could happen. One day it's there, and then the next it's not. A perfect example, Monica. And so, yes, Houston, everybody go. Everybody. Pack the house. Be there for the experience. And if then if there's another one, then we'll do it again. And the uh, same for Joliet. Everybody in that area, go enjoy that race. And, of course, Monica also agrees. Gotta love bacon. Rick, good morning. What's up, Rick? Jim Essex saying what's up. He'll be out there. Ron Caps has announcements coming in the next few weeks per his reply to me on Twitter. Well, how exciting. You don't have to be a genius, guys. You know, not everybody spends all day long perusing the Twitter feeds for news. But if you watch the TV broadcast like and, and listen to Reinhardt, you're alone's in Reinhardt. That's all. I'm not going to say it. Loans and Reinhardt. All you got to do is just listen to them and you will, the truth will be revealed. I, on the other, on the other hand, am a steel vault. Caps announcement. Hope one sounds similar to uh, Yoda would be a great addition to that group. I don't know what you're talking about. These are not the droids you're looking for, right? Uh, Jedi craves not these things. Jedi craves not these things. And on that note, we will uh, get on out of here for the final WFO broadcast of the week. But I really appreciate everybody out there for supporting the program. And big thanks to VP Racing Fuels, FTIPerformance.com, Paul Lee. Got a Paul on, right? Talk a little bit about the restructuring of that team, maybe after the four wide. Marvin Rodak, Sam Tech, Total Seal. And Frank Hollies. And what's been really great is that uh, you know people are reaching out now and they, they understand what's going on with WFO. And they want to be involved. They want access to the WFO universe. Big tweet-ups, hangouts, 
the U.S. Nationals, and Vegas 2 for WFO Patreons. We're all going to be out there. Have fun in Vegas. Oh, I plan to. Heading out bright and early tomorrow. I got a new breakfast place that I'm going to. Not to say the pepper mill is out necessarily, but I have found a uh, bigger, better breakfast in Vegas. And of course, because I'm an East Coaster, I'll be waking up at 4 a.m. out there. And so I got plans. We're going to be doing some very interesting stuff on social media, guys. Uh, trying something for the very first time, which hopefully you will participate in. You mean that plush Star Wars? I guess. You know, I don't know. I'm hoping for the return of Pontiac. But that's me, because I'm a Pontiac guy. You know, I'm hoping. To me, those were the best, those Firebird funny cars back in the day, man. Those were the best. That's what was up. Big thanks to Matt Hagen. Hey, don't forget to hit the WFO store. Get yourself a little gear. They're having sales all the time. The other day, they had 40% off. 40%, are you kidding me? Go to WFORadio.com and find out how to get some stickers. Thanks to Matt Hagen for joining us on the show. Thanks to everyone behind the scenes. Congratulations to the guys, Dickie and Alex and Stretch and that whole team over there. But I want to know who's the who's the ranking for towel whipping. Sounds interesting. WFO, guys. See you in Vegas.